Hey, this is Wanderlust Sen, and this is the Meet Us in Paris podcast. The podcast all things about travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. With me in the circle of travel trust today is Katharina. Hi, everyone. And Kristen. What's up? <laughs> She's back. She's back. Did you know I was gone? Yeah, we told them. Yeah. Oh, you recorded some, huh? Yeah. yeah. We said we missed yes, you. Roger. So. Aw, thank you. So in the past, we've talked about some of our travel horror stories, um, but we've never done one on the accidental accidental awesomeness that we've encountered over the years. I mean, that's what travel's all about, right? So <laughs> So um, these are the things that make us want to travel more. So we thought this might be a great opportunity to tell all these little tiny stories that we've had over the years, um, not country dependent or mm-hmm. place dependent, um, and just talk a little bit about some of the amazing stories after the sponsor break. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. So we obviously love to offer suggestions and personal takes on the places where we've been. And every once in a while, you hear us talk about some of our interesting experiences that we've encountered. But there's a lot of more of those experiences that don't necessarily fit neatly into our subject for the week. Mm-hmm. So, um, And some of them are on a more personal nature or personal level. And we've been kind of dying to share these because these are the things that we also talk about all the time amongst ourselves. So we figured it would be a good time to put together a full podcast of just just some randomness and some stories to tell. Yeah. So Mm. some hidden gems. Some hidden gems. Yeah. So I got a random story. Start. Okay. So this didn't fit in anywhere, but um, (laughs) I think this was roughly about thirty years ago. I went to Inner (laughs) Roughly. Roughly 30 yeah, years ago. Okay. This is how old I am. Well, I wasn't born yet. Whoa. <laughs> so, Mind blown. Well, so actually, Katharina, you and I Fun. actually had this conversation because the thing is, you're fascinated with airplanes. Yes. And um, while you and I were talking about airplanes one day, I was like, you know, I was on this strange, uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of strange jet when I was in China, and it was a Russian jet. And oh, it was yeah. a very strange kind of almost dart-like shape. And I was like, you know, I should try to figure out what this thing is. Mm-hmm. So I went on the internet. and There was um, internet 30 years ago? No, today, recently. <laughs> just kidding. That was good. I just took it for granted yeah. that it was, but you're right. No, this is actually, the funniest thing is I know. that. It was I, like a few months ago you checked it, Yeah, right? a few okay. months ago, because just because of our conversation. <laughs> and um, it turned out that I was on a Russian supersonic jet, and I had no, no idea. I think, actually, that was one of the things. It's like, because it was a strange kind of, it had like a. Like the Concord a little bit. Concord shape and such. Mm-hmm. And so I looked it up, and apparently when I was in China, they had managed to transport us in one of these into Inner Mongolia. And, crazy. and it was yeah. just, it was crazy because all the signs were in Russian and, yeah. and the air pressure was terrible. I'm surprised Oof. my eyes weren't bleeding and such oh, like that. Geez. But when we landed, it's like, wow, this is such a strange shaped plane. I got to remember what it looks like. And one of these days, I'll figure out how to figure out what it is. Um, now that I know, and I did the Wikipedia search, I'm glad I didn't know what kind of plane I was <laughs> on. Because that, that was a little bit of a crash 
prone plane. Yeah. Oh, God. So, it didn't last too long. Yeah, no, no, it thanks. didn't last too long. It was their answer to the Concorde, because you're mm-hmm. always trying to keep up with the West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just never was quite right. In fact, the first time they took it out to an air show, they crashed it. Yeah. It didn't have any guests on it, but at the time, so they, they actually crashed it in like a, their first exhibit, like, Great. like an air show. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bad news, right? That's so scary. Seriously. Yeah. So, so it's interesting what you find out later on and you go, yeah. oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone got a matching one to go with <laughs> up against that one? I don't know what would match no. that. Um, I will say that um, it's so important to be flexible when you travel. Right. And um, when I was studying abroad, so I was in college, and my friend and I, I don't know why, I guess it kind of makes sense. But anyways, we decided for our spring break to go to Prague and Vienna. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of we were flying in and out of Prague, and like with a few days within, we took a bus to Vienna. And the f- we basically we missed the bus to Vienna, and for some reason, this was the biggest crisis in the world to me. Like I had a meltdown, and I started crying. Oh no, <laughs> I am not proud of it. And even then, I remember being like, "What's the big deal? Like we get the bus tomorrow. Like we weren't missing any oh. flights. Like <laughs> you know, we were gonna have to." tell the hostel you know we weren't coming that night we'd come the next night i mean i guess you know things can go wrong like they're overbooked or something but we were like okay we we missed the bus so after i stopped my meltdown we're like we'll go back to our hostel in prague and see if they have another night and we'll just stay another night we'll get the bus tomorrow and um that night ended up being one of like the top five best nights of my life wow like it was so much fun. We go back to our hostel, and it was a really great hostel anyways. Like, it was the kind that had, like, all the bells and whistles. So, like, it had a bar there, so you would, like, meet a lot of people there. And that night, we just we just got a room, and then we went to the bar, and we made so many friends. <laughs> and then the girl who was working at the hostel, too, she was Czech. And when she got off, she, like, took us all out to, like, oh, a, like, awesome. hole-in-the-wall awesome. place. And, I mean, I just remember... It was so much fun. And I was like, thank God we missed the bus. Like, we did not have that much fun anywhere else, like, that year. Um, It was just, like, a great combination of people and whatever. And I just remember thinking, like, I don't know. It's not the end of the world. And we'd miss that. Like, I was just very grateful. And, you know, you can open yourself up to these (laughs) unknown opportunities if you don't have a meltdown like me. Yeah. Anyways. Nice. I don't know. Maybe that's some encouragement. Did I ever tell on the podcast about the time I almost got married married and divorced at the same yes. time? Okay, I wasn't sure about that. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. you did. Okay. You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about flexibility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, this is not maybe as much of an experience, but something interesting I saw that I never knew what it was until I actually did a tour and learned more about it. But so I went to Barcelona twice already. Mm-hmm. And the first time when I went to Barcelona, I saw these like random figurines in like almost every single gift shop. And it's like people squatting and pooping. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah, they're just little tiny figurines. Please tell me you have a photo. Please tell me you have a photo. Ooh, or I'll you have, have, have a figurine? No. I don't. You didn't I, invest I, in I did one. not buy one. Okay. So I remember last year looking at it, I'm like, this is so what weird. Is this? Like, yeah. why is it everywhere in Barcelona? And it's from. 
um, like actors, images of them pooping, presidents, royalty, just huh. just everyone. So huh. this year when I went on our tour, the tour guide actually said this is a pretty used thing in Barcelona households. So what it's called in Catalan, it's called Caganer. Caganer, I'm not saying that right. And it means the pooper. <laughs> so it's traditionally used to place in a nativity scene what? during Christmas. So like you just choose one for your nativity scene. Yeah. So huh. then you, you choose which little figurine you want, like who you want pooping. And sometimes originally is just like a traditional one is just like a man with a white shirt and like a little hat. Okay. And he's squatting and pooping. But now they like went overboard and everyone. Now you can get it, celebrities. It, celebrities. You didn't bring one of these back for yeah, I know. What's wrong with you? I know. I should have. So, yeah. So, it's used to symbolize fortune for the next year. So really? That, so, that poop fertilizes the ground uh. for the next coming year. So, there will be food and crops. <laughs> and I That's guess everyone in it. Barcelona still has it. The tradition started in the 18th century, but they have no idea how it came to be. So. Huh. Yeah, so, I like you know, it. I should have got one. Yeah. Oh, well. Next time. I'm going to play off of that. <laughs> yes, and please. what I'm going to play off of that is is that, I mean, this isn't necessarily, this is a cultural thing. But being Chinese, one of the things we do for Chinese New Year is that you have an extremely large meal. And you have to have it so large that you have leftovers um, at the end of the meal for New Year's. Huh. And, or if you don't, have leftovers you're not allowed to eat it all. it's like okay we have lots oh. of the other things but the spaghetti's almost done you gotta leave the last of the spaghetti and you have to put it away for um put it away and the idea is that when um for chinese it's like we are so prosperous that we have so much food mm. that it, um, we have extra food and it even lasts into the new yeah. year, another year so it's it's a symbolism kind of Kind of like your pooping thing, but once again, it's you know yours is about fertilization. This is just having, being um, having a little bit of surplus that we're doing well that we have surplus. So who knew? Yeah. So indeed. Yeah. That's a common thread throughout a lot of cultures, I guess. I guess I'll continue with restrooms. Oh yeah, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Restrooms can be terrifying. That's always very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, restrooms. So. I was in Copenhagen, and we ran into this, me and my boyfriend ran into, like, a random festival going on in the river. So, we're like, oh, like, we should in check it river? out. In the river? It was on the river. Oh, there was, okay. like, docks on it, and they had, like, a DJ okay. bar. Super okay. fun. Yeah. And, obviously, after you drink, you need to use the restroom. So, they had a whole line of porta-potties. And then for guys, though, they had these standing ones mm. that they don't even have to go inside a porta potty. They yes. just stand and go pee. Yeah. So my boyfriend was super fascinated. He was oh, like, this is yes. so much easier than waiting in line in a porta potty. I'm like, well, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So that was, I've never seen that before. So I don't know if that's a Euro- new European thing because I've not seen that here. So I recently came across, I don't know what it was, but it was in. I'm pretty sure it was in Helsinki. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the bathrooms, I won't say all of them, but a lot of them, each toilet stall had its own sink in there. Interesting. With a, um, almost like a detachable hose. 
Okay, so what? none of the sinks they did not have soap or um, like paper towel dispenser, so it was not intended to wash your hands. And then it had the the detachable hose. So I'm like, is this supposed to be like a self bidet? But was the sink high up, or was it pretty low to the ground? No, the sink was high like up, a normal sink. But the like the hose section, you had a lot of you know room. extra play. Yeah, actually. So That's what weird. is the assumption? That? It must be I, the assumption. But then is, the whole ground would be what? No, if you hung over the toilet, yeah. if it was long enough. Uh, was right. that long enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely long enough for that. Because I mean, they're normal toilet stalls, but then there's like a sink in the little corner. And That's so weird. That's I don't understand. Gotta be that. Okay. That's also, gotta be with bidets, you still need to dry afterwards, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, people don't air dry. No. 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 Okay. You know what? I, I think of it just like the <laughs> I don't know how they work. When I'm in Japan, I use the bidet, and then the yeah. thing is, you know, like usually you've got like a lot of s- <laughs> like a hand dryer, the yeah. Dyson butt dryer. Yeah. Um, Don't they have like, that? Like probably. those like super Dyson? fancy Japanese oh, no. toilets? You're right. Some of oh, them the actually washlets? do have fans in yeah. them to dry you off. To dry off, so you're really not using any yeah. paper. But usually oh, it's green. like one yeah. square or two squares of toilet paper just to dry off. Okay. Yeah. So instead of like the 22, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like one or two squares just to dry off and then got you're done. It. Yeah. So. Another interesting, if you ever go to Belgium, they have interesting toilets. Oh, yeah? So, public restrooms. I've only used the public Someone's restrooms. Someone's got to Google this. Google it. <laughs> and um, when you go, when you flush the toilet, the whole toilet ring that you sit on, what's that called? Like, guys, the toilet seat? The toilet seat, yes. Yeah. The toilet seat. <laughs> it starts spinning. What? Well, oh, the, the paper there, on it. Like no, the, there's no paper. Oh, they used to have those in the and, Chicago. Yeah. And then there's like this blue liquid that goes on top and it washes it after each go. Oh. Well, yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So. It's always terrifying because there's a lot of hole-in-the-ground situations Squats. like in India, yeah. China. Do they have the, have you been on the, use the porcelain squat toilets? What is past? that? So. Um, yes, I think I have. So like, uh, like if you go even to Taiwan or I believe also in Japan, if you go all outside the city a little bit further off more rural areas so they don't have a typical toilet like a throne a westernized throne (laughs) i like to call it Mm -hmm. instead what they have is essentially built on the ground ground. a little platform almost it's like a little they have this yeah it's like something that you squat over and it has like a little cup in the front yeah there's like a little thing that's over the front so when you're squatting and peeing it pees forward and it catches the pee but um (laughs) Okay, so. so full disclosure, I don't. I know there's the term like the Asian squat because like, uh-huh. people are really good at that, which I do not have, and I've used this before, and I definitely have peed on my feet, like I've on my ankle, and I've done it wrong because I I didn't know it. which way to face, yeah, and there's like these like I've actually seen like footprints. Foot. I've actually seen spray paint footprints, so you can know which direction. Yeah, is. so that, that would be helpful because <laughs> I would do it the wrong way, and I was like, wait, that was wrong. I don't get this. So yeah. I've, have you ever have you ever been places where it's a 
tech, you know, a Western toilet, <laughs> and then there are like signs showing you how not to use it. Yeah, like, it shows someone squatting, yeah, like, sitting do oh, not yeah, squat, yeah. and you're like, who would think to do that? But I'm like, if they have always squatted sense. their whole life, well, yeah, but then if they're squatting things, they're probably like, how do you not know how to use this? But I'd be like, please okay. show <laughs> me what I'm supposed to do. So they're like, I'm supposed to sit on it. Here's the weird thing: is you know the squatty potty things that they sell. Okay, so now the squatty potty, the idea is that when you lift up the knees, it helps you. Um, yeah. Use, yeah. Makes help it you is poop. actually better for you. And it's, so, yeah, actually, doing a squatting poop is actually <laughs> honestly, it, it's I like know. you it's don't even need a squat. It's better for you. Don't need the squatty potty thing. No, so totally. The idea, but but I it's just, just like I always, yeah, I always get my ankle as or the a woman peeing. I can't. Okay, as a guy, out. I don't want to. You have use to really either. spread your legs apart. I can't do it. Yeah, I've got I, old knees. No, imagine like older people though. Yeah. Wait, how are they squatting? Maybe they. That's how they stay flexible all those years. It must you know, be. So. Or they figure out how to just stand. Yeah, or they have diapers they don't care, which is the point I'm getting to. <laughs> you know, I actually had I a funny story. I didn't think about that. Was that I actually, I, once again, this goes back to 30 years ago when I went to China and I was in um, Tiananmen Square and I needed to use the restroom. So you're it's like, okay, where's the restroom? Where's the restroom? And they have, oh, here's the restroom. And you get up front and you know, lots of cultures actually have this. It's just like you give them a, like a couple cents or whatever, like the small amount of money, and they hand you some toilet paper, mm-hmm. and then you walk into the stalls. And so I'm walking in this. It's like a gymnasium's worth of toilets wow. because if there's a big festival, they need to have lots of toilets. But so they got stall, and I'm like, there's no door in the stall. And then there's another one. There's no door on the stall. And I kept on walking yeah. and walking It's like some of the walking. beach, public beach yeah, and, stalls. And, and just being an American, it's just like it was. So yeah. finally, I made it to the very end almost. And it was it was actually, I found something with a door. Nice. So, and I believe this is actually the one that had the footprints on the ground. <laughs> but I was, so it was like ready to go. And I looked down. And instead, usually it's almost like a... I don't know, like most of them that you see have almost like a cup. or mm-hmm. I mean, not a cup, but it's a dished area, and then water flows through it and it yeah. moves the waste out. Mm-hmm. I hovered over this thing, and it was like a 10, foot, 10 to 20-foot drop. <gasps> it went oh. right into the cistern. <laughs> I would be... <laughs> and I was just like, that's one of those things where you drop <laughs> your watch. It's just like, oh, you can gone. have it. You, it's it's gone. gone forever, you know, where you drop your cell phone. And Oof. it was just one of those things. It's just like... Oh, so I mean, between making sure I didn't pee on my, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't man. want to accidentally slip and put a leg down. <laughs> uh, <either>. Oh, <laughs> so terrifying! Can we get out of toilets? Yeah. Sure, let's okay. talk about. Yeah. How about food? Oh, I guess it's just food. different. Like when you travel, it's like when you live here. California, you're accustomed to eating breakfast between 7 and 9. You mm-hmm. eat lunch between like 12 and 2 and then mm-hmm. dinner like mm-hmm. 6 to 8, right? Mm-hmm. So when you travel, it all changes. So in mm-hmm. Poland, everyone eats breakfast around 8 and then you don't have lunch. You have like this late lunch at 3 and it's like very, mm. it's a big meal. It's like almost like your dinner. Is that like standard like even at work like people yeah. wouldn't take lunch break to like three yeah whoa and then they have like a small snack at night see and that's supposed to be the healthiest way yeah. to eat you're not supposed to have the heavy meal at the end of the day mm-hmm. the heavy meal is supposed to be at lunch yeah <clears throat> that's what they do so that was interesting and then barcelona that's all different it's like you eat like at 10 p.m 11 yeah. p.m 
But yeah. yeah, so that, well, that at my age, I like to eat at five. Yeah. <laughs> Early bird I mean, I, I try to eat before five every day and not eat anything after five. I try to, but it's very hard. I need to get better at researching what's going on in places before I go. Like, as far as meals? Not even that, but like what places are known for and like their snacks and things mm. like that. So mm. I actually just did a day trip to Estonia from Finland because mm-hmm. I was oh, there nice. for the conference. I did this day trip to Estonia. Sorry, by boat? Yeah, there's a ferry. It's like a oh. two-hour ferry from Helsinki to Tallinn. And, nice. Um, they everywhere almonds, sweet almonds. Really? I mean, I guess you'll figure it out even if you don't know. But apparently, they were well known for their almonds, and I—I I had no idea. Still, didn't even buy. <laughs> you didn't it. have any? Oh my no, god! It's a long story, but no, I didn't. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of things that go missed because I don't. We don't know, research. Don't yeah. research. Don't seek it out. Whatever. True. Actually, Katharina, you hmm. and I did a podcast. This is before Kristen came on board on like uh, unusual foods. Uh, um, has have you ever encountered any unusual food as you travel <laughs> that you would care to I share? Mean, you were in India, right? Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I have to interesting, think. Very different. You would think I'd have stuff off the top of my head too. Um, I will say, I just had borscht <laughs> in Russia. Oh, it's so good! It's, it's delicious. Polish too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I didn't enjoy that. I'm surprised they had it. Well, I guess there's a summer a and a winter version. So, like, oh, was it, it hot or cold? I mean, mm-hmm. it was cold. Yeah. yeah, but and then they put sour cream in everything, <gasps> oh, um, which yeah. is good. Oh, but, we didn't. Um, we don't do. Sour don't cream. do that. We do horseradish. Okay, they they had sour cream for everything. That's funny. Yeah, but weird weird food or unusual unusual food, food probably is a better word. Yeah, for. sorry, weird to me, but um. I'll just say one real quick. French onion soup. Yes. I like French onion soup. And when you go to France or Paris and you want to They just call it get, soup. No, you want to get <laughs> French onion soup and they don't have it on their menu until Christmas. Oh. it's only a holiday soup. Is that... I didn't know that. So if you go to France uh-huh. and you want French onion soup, you will not get it unless <laughs> you're there for the season. Holidays. Hmm. So yeah, it's like a specialty. I had no idea. There you Either. go. Oh, you know what was actually interesting? <laughs> oh, in, gosh. Yeah. In oh, Morocco, man. not only do they love snails. Oh, I no, literally, no, there no, was no, no. a food truck decorated out, decked out as a snail that was like driving the streets selling snails as like a snack. No, thank you. Have you eaten escargot? No, cannot do it. I'm sorry. Oh my God, I almost, it. I was oh. so close to eating in Paris. My mom ate it. And Ugh. I like was looking at it. I'm like, there's no way. There's no, it's like an oyster or. It, I can't a, even, I, can't. I did oysters oh, okay. once. I love, so I love sick. oysters and I love seafood. I cannot, I have like a childhood fear of snails. So I can't you know, get past Snails used it. to be my friends. I used to play with them. Yeah, me too when I was a so kid. I'm like, I can't eat them. They're my friends. They could be your friends and they could be dinner. No, thank no, you. No, thanks. My wife had the same thing. And when I went to France, it's just like I had, a, you know, recently it's like, okay, I need to go try it this time. Mm-hmm. And so when You're I, brave. I so like bought like, you know, something like eight. And I go, hey, you should get eight since we're here. And she's like, no. I, you know, the same kind of <laughs> yeah. reaction. She goes, uh, maybe I'll try one of yours. Oh, God. So I got it and Man. it was 
by far probably the best thing that I ate when I was in France. Are you serious? I am dead serious. Well, it basically then, tastes like the sauces that it's, you it's use, like, it's right? It's like a, it was a butter sauce. Yeah. And, it was, and so I ate one, and then it's like, are you sure you don't want to try it? She goes, fine, I'll try one. And she ate the like six. She, are you she wow. ended up like and she just like started eating them one by one by one. It's like whoa 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 whoa. No, no, no. You need to leave one or two. It's like, do you want to get another? Or oh no, that's okay. It's like, but wait. A minute. You're like, I only had two. Yeah, yeah, essentially, I had two, and she ate the rest of them, and and they were they are really wonderful. Oh, so if you like, if you're like mollusks. It, you'll nah. like. I think you'll like them. Probably. It was so funny to me because I never even saw that in France. Like these, like food trucks like that. And no. this thing was decked out, and it was terrifying. Jeez. So. One day, that's all we're going to be eating snails. Like right now, they're trying oh, to introduce. Is it grasshopper protein or oh. cricket? No, cricket protein. <laughs> so <laughs> to use that as like the new alternative. So it's like more environmentally friendly because <sighs> it takes less water or whatever to grow a cricket. <laughs> oh my gosh. <gasps> so yeah. Uh, we are on to new heights. <laughs> so when they will be all eating cricket bars and Do, I think that's kind of stuff already exists. Or somewhere that's like really I mean, big impossible on burgers. I mean you oh, don't know yeah, exactly huh. what's in but there. I mean in different countries, like when you go to Asia you see videos of them eating sticks of crickets or scorpions, right? Or yeah, something. So people that's have true. been are doing it. Uh, okay. I got one for you guys. Kay. Okay. Okay, you guys have been to Hawaii? Yes. yes. Okay. Have you been to Kauai? Nope. Okay. So of the islands that people visit, Kauai is probably the quietest one. It's the most like old Hawaii used to be that you might see like in the movies. And there's a lot of locals and, and there's parts up to like about 10 years ago, there's parts of the island that didn't even have cell phone reception. Wow. wow. One of the things, so I was just like, what's there to do on Kauai? It's a small island. It's like, let's go look around and let's try to find something. First of all, um, when you're on Kauai, if you don't know, they have wild chickens everywhere. Oh, and they just I run around. That. You come in the parking lot, you know, like you go do to you a park. Do you know why? Because I know in Oahu they have that too. Huh? They're just, like, where are all these chickens doing? I don't know. They're just feral chickens. And they're, <laughs> they're everywhere. They're everywhere. But there's something called Glass Beach. So what, hmm. this is kind of the one unusual hmm. things that I like to go tell people about. When you go to Glass Beach, you know, you go on the beach and it's like possibly like any other beach that you've ever been to. It's like you look other than the sand, which is a little bit coarse. Um, but if you reach down and you grab a handful of that sand, all the sand is rounded little glass pebbles about the size of BBs. Oh, my. Of Isn't gla- sand glass? Yes, but it's it all uh, glass is Ma- melted sand. sand. Yeah. yeah, and it's I had no idea. It's yeah. all different colors. Wow, that sounds beautiful, so pretty. And the reason why is Glass Beach used to be a dump. Really, and all the glass bottles had gone out to sea, broken up, and had been rubbed into little tiny glass beads. No way. And next to it, there's a junk... So our trash made something beautiful. It did! <laughs> only, in, only in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, oh, don't get used to it. Yeah. Nope. And next to Glass Beach, there's an old dump from years ago. Okay, where they, what beautiful thing happened. They yeah. had all these trucks that when there was a lava flow, pushed out all the trucks into the sea, melted stuff. And so it's like these... Be- I mean, it's these rusted... 
iron girders coming out of the ocean and such and it's like a it's like a beach full of old iron sculptures but it's actually trash that was pushed out by the lava flow that's crazy yeah i recently put up a couple photographs on our instagram page where they oh, showed the, the bottles, bottles. I and that, that comes from the same beach where the bottles were so hot they started to melt and collapse so it's kind no of funny way. that this is one of the places that you know it's Make just something like something off on something beautiful. <laughs> yeah yeah but it's one of those things where it's not really on a guidebook. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> But true. it's something totally worth going to see. There wasn't any, not too many people there, and we just wandered around. It was just, it was just something incredible to see. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's pretty Next cool. Next time I'm in Kauai. <laughs> Next yeah. time you're in Kauai. Very okay, cool. I have something, and this is a global, it's not specific to any country or anything, <laughs> and I would even challenge you, if you have not done this before, to do it. Planking. <laughs> no. Oh, God. No. Talk to your cab driver. I do that all the time. The stories and the... I am always blown away by cab drivers. I mean, for the most part, these are very friendly people. I mean, mm-hmm. you're used to talking to people. And it's just unreal to me. Like, they're... So many of their stories and their optimism, like, it's crazy. And I have, like, a lot of stories. And then... Just when I went to Russia, the cab driver did not have much English, but had enough. And he actually, I was exhausted and just was fine, like sitting in the back, but he wanted to keep talking. So he was talking into his phone, having it translate to English and <laughs> no showing way. it to me. Oh my goodness. Yes. And then I would like type back in and translate it back to him. And I found out he was from Azerbaijan and he had like Where's moved that? to Moscow. It's Central Asia, like on the hmm. Black Sea. I never heard of that place. Yeah. And it was just like, I just assumed, like, here's a guy from Russia driving a cab. But he had, like, this insane, like, crazy backstory. Wow. And not That's even from cool. Russia. And I know I'm always so inspired and humbled. And everywhere you go in the world, your cab drivers, maybe even your Uber drivers, too. Yeah. I talk to my Uber drivers, too. I yeah. just kind of want to know their story. I mean, yeah. you just, but I always start out with along the lines of, Oh, is traffic good today, or is it you getting good? Are you getting a lot yeah. of business today? You know, yeah. and it just starts from there, and then they'll tell you the, about their whole life story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, oh, that's man. great. Although I saw someone recommend that like Uber should have an option where you can say like I want to talk or I do not want to talk, yeah. <laughs> so they know useful. in advance. Yeah, because yeah. I'm yeah. the one who does not want to talk. But I challenge you to talk to a cab driver. Not everyone, but. Talk to one and, and learn about them. It's fascinating. Oh, I had an Uber um, driver give me financial advice and how um, oh, houses were a bad that. investment. And oh, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> I wonder where he's getting his sources from. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Any other good stories? Um, well, okay, second time in Barcelona. Um, there was a festival going on. We I didn't see them, but everyone was talking about it. It's called Castellers. It's called the Human Towers. So I guess it's a tradition where kids or even young adults, they climb on top of each other and build tall, tall towers. Hmm. So I was like, that's, that's odd. It's a competition <laughs> who can get to the highest point. And this is, like, Sounds hundreds like a, of them climbing on top of each other. Are there, like, doctors on site? I have no idea. <laughs> have you heard? I haven't seen this, but I kind of I kind of want to go to see this eventually about the the wife carry. 
What's that? So yeah. I forget. I th- I believe it's an Esatonia, but essentially what they have is this relay race, uh, this race where you grab a woman and you carry the woman um, over an obstacle course. Oh my! God. Any woman you grab, um, no, or it's, do you? It's, s- she it's, a, it's a partner. It's a partner, <laughs> okay, and then whoever okay. can do it the quickest. Mm-hmm is you know the winner so yeah. you know these guys it, it looks like you're going to an Olymp- olympic track meet and um oh my gosh someone looked this up so um it looks like that everyone's dressed up and you the women are and the funniest thing is that they carry the women upside down on their backs and the women grasps around their um weight the men's waist oh God, that sounds miserable. and you're going where in the world did the sport come from yeah and apparently the sport came from was that there, at, when they had villages and tribes and such, to um, some of the villages didn't have enough women, oh and so they would actually go gosh. to the neighboring <gasps> neighboring and steal village women and, and bring steal them back. Women and bring them back, and so now to this day they keep this. You know, and now it's actually a, phys- a real sport because it used to be they just grab them, put them over the shoulders or whatever. Yeah. But they found out they it's you know they call it like a upside down reverse acetonian carry or something like that but the funny thing but the hard part is they actually go like traverse rivers and stuff like that so the women wow. have to kind of hold their breath as they're going and it's it's a it's a crazy go look this up on youtube someone i'd like to see them do it with like a tiger or something that'd be a real obstacle <laughs> you know like a, uh the talladega nights how he makes ricky bobby practice oh my a, god with a cougar in the car i was th- oh i was thinking um Dodgeball. <laughs> if, you can, if you can dodge a wrench, yeah, you can yeah, dodge yeah. a ball. Exactly. Jeez. Um, that doesn't sound so fun for the women. No, you know, I. Oh my gosh! I'll look it up while someone someone goes. Well, okay, another crazy competition in Russia: the stiletto race. Oh God, that already sounds awful. Yeah. So it's a yearly competition, and you get to win a hundred thousand rubles. If okay. you win, I have no idea how much dollars that is. I'll look that up. But you, the heel has to be at least three point five inches, and you're running for fifty meters. So, Dang! Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna look up how much one hundred thousand rubles is. It's up. It's like fifteen hundred dollars. Wow! Okay. Not worth it. Yeah. Okay, I found it. I found it. Okay. It's the contest is called wife carrying. And it's a Finnish, Estonian, and Swedish contest. Estonian? Where Estonian, I'm sorry. It's okay. is a contest where male competition, male competitors race while each carrying a female teammate. Okay. And usually they're husband and wife combinations. Huh. So it was, okay. the fir- sport was first introduced in Finland. Hmm. And they have a wife carrying world championship <laughs> in Finland every Well. <laughs> I, I do like hearing about some of the, um, like, the rituals for marriage in different places. So, like, I think Germany, one of the traditions is, um, I don't know if it's on your wedding night or the night before. I think maybe it's, like, the night before your wedding or maybe it is your wedding night. They break a bunch of dishes. And they do okay. that in Poland, too. And then the husband and wife, they're, like, first task together is to, like, clean, clean them up. It, yeah. yeah. Huh. They do that in northern Poland that's closer to Germany. Okay. They have that same. It's yeah. The, I don't know if it's the night before. Yeah, it's the night before, before the wedding. Yeah. 
um, like the closest family members come and some few friends and they just bring uh, break glass and plates and stuff right outside the future wife's home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then the husband, as their first gift to his wife, brings a Roomba. There you go. <laughs> Started off right. Started, yeah. And in Romania, like the the men will kidnap the bride. No way. And then the man has to like pay to get her back. Huh. Yeah. Kind of reminds you. What of if the they office. don't pay? <laughs> I guess you aren't meant to be. Her, yeah. Yeah. And then in Ireland, something interesting. I I mean, you need to know this so you don't get hurt. But they drive on the wrong, the opposite side of the road. <laughs> the left okay. side. The left side. So when you cross the street, they mark arrows specifically in Dublin where you should look. Oh, the look left. Because look of right. Because of, of us. Tourists, right. Yeah, because of tourists. Cause there's too many accidents, so yeah. they made big arrows. To be fair, everyone else around them drives on the right, like yeah. mainland Europe. So, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. I saw that in either Hong Kong or Tokyo. I think it was Hong Kong or Tokyo as well, but I think I saw it in Hong Kong. When you're going up to a crosswalk, you'll actually see on the ground like that. Yeah. It's like it says, um, It'll look right instead of look left. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I've, I've actually caught my wife a couple times by the, you know, by the yeah, back of the collar. Yeah. She's walking into the street and it like literally oh, no. cap because she's not, she's looking to, it takes They're a little while way. to acclimate, you know. Totally. Do they you know, drive on yeah. the other side of the road in, in Hong Kong? In Hong Kong, yes. Oh. Yeah, because it's a British colony. Yeah, ex, oh, yeah, I had no ex- idea. And in colony. Australia and New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it, I think. Does Japan? No, Japan's the Japan right does. Side. No, Japan's wrong side. Wrong side? Left yeah, they, side. I'm really? sorry, not wrong side, left side. Mm. Wrong yeah. for us. Wrong for us, yes. Um, oh, I had no idea. And then England I don't remember and Ireland. That. Yeah. Interesting. I heard somewhere like there's a small, couple small Asian countries that also might do it as well, but partially because they like to bu- purchase cars from japan used cars from japan so oh. it's like it makes more sense because they can't uh they don't have a lot of new car market so they kind of they're trying to adopt going that direction if they haven't already that's so well. funny i i don't remember that being an issue for me when i was in japan i thought everything looked yeah you just got lucky yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't know and then when you get huh. to these places where there's one-way streets just look five yeah. times no matter yeah. what <laughs> Just always look. Even people here, they don't even look anymore. They just keep walking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, people, look. Touche. It's hard. Hmm. What else interesting? So, hmm. any um, anything cultural that you experienced that was surprising? I got, you know, this is not a personal experience. Oh. Well, I was just going to say, just coming back from Finland, and I actually knew this before I went, and it was one of the reasons... Um, <laughs> I was looking forward to going. There's like the most saunas per capita or something in Finland. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, you're saying that. So Finland is all about saunas. And I was actually, I went to their national museum and they had a whole thing about how this dated back a long time ago. I mean, in like, they were saying like 15, 1600s people, there were reports of how people wanted to see the saunas and how people, whatever, in wow. Finland, they do this. And like traditionally, you also have these like branches and stuff that you hit your stuff you with get, while you're in there. Uh, and then afterwards yeah. you go roll in the snow. What? Yeah, it's like a thing. But um, the only sauna I visited was in my hotel. But it's crazy because you go to places that have saunas. Yeah. But this isn't your like whatever 
24 hour fitness sauna. Yeah. It's like the all wooden ones and they yeah. have the pile of rocks. So when it gets, oh, well. you know, <coughs> you, you like put the water, water on, on them. So when I went to the sauna, um, every time I went, I was the only person in there. Um, hmm. you know, which I enjoyed. Very yeah. Much. Thank you. Yeah. Burger King. Oh God. What? Opened up a sauna. A sauna in the Burger King in Finland. In Finland, I believe no it. It was. I, I think it was more of a stunt. How can you kind eat of, a burger sure. and then go? Oh, maybe get the fat out. I, I don't know. <laughs> but Google it. They have sweat it out. Sweat it out. Sweat me. Sweat you. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. No, but it's like a very big part of their culture, and they would like do business in the saunas, and it's like a How thing. Can you do business? And I will. I will say that. Um, I was very nervous because I, I I Googled it and it does say traditionally you go in naked, but they understand like if foreigners, like they're yes. not offended if foreigners go in. But I was like, well, Did if that's you do big, it, I'll tell you. Oh, oh, so oh, I, oh. I wear my bathing suit and I go to the sauna <laughs> and then I'm like, well, nobody's in here. So I'm going to go in naked. So I did. But the whole time I was like on edge, like if someone else was going to walk in, like in their bathing suit, if especially if it was another conference attendee, like one of my coworkers or something like, hi, hi. but no, I lucked out. No one one ever came in, but I definitely was chilling solo. That's why you never have a swimming party with your coworkers. (laughs) You you just don't want to know. In the sauna, random question, when you're Mm -hmm. full on naked, do you sit on the towel or you just... Yeah, so okay. I followed. It was really nice. They had this whole like ABCs of sauna and told you both like the traditional use and then also they would say like in the hotel we don't have the branches, you know, whatever for you to like hit your legs. But it did say <laughs> you take your towel, you lay down the towel and you'll sit on okay, the towel. So, okay, so yes, I always sat clean. on the towel. Okay, good. Yes, exactly. That's my first thought. I'd be like, oh my gosh, how many people sat there? And I know. Naked. But no, it was really nice. And then I would like and they had the whole like you know shower facilities and changing and room and hair dryer but anyways I would go in for a while till I was really sweating and I would come out and they had like all these books on like Finnish culture and sauna so then I would have water and read and then I would go back in for a little bit it was relaxing so relaxing it was such a nice way especially because I was so jet lagged the whole time yeah. it was a nice way to unwind and like kind of get ready it's for relaxed. bed yeah yeah so so in Finland if they go to the saunas do people look healthier I don't know or just the same, like it's. I think it's just their it's way just, of life. Yeah. So it's probably just the same, but I maybe think mentally health, healthier. Yeah, I bet. Which is funny because living in the Midwest at one point, everyone's like, "Oh, the reason why we're a little bit heavier set yeah. is because of the winters." But you go to like foreign countries, Scandinavia, and they're like, yeah. they all look like supermodels. It's like, yeah, right. But it's really cold over there. Right. How do they do it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What was they I don't have think? saunas. Yeah. They need some saunas. There you go. I'm going to talk about something I put up on Instagram. Oh, do it. I think I put it up. Maybe I didn't. If I haven't, I'm going to put it up on Instagram. Um, I like seeing local shops and seeing what locals mm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, craftspeople. Sure. And so when I was in um, Vancouver, um, British Columbia in uh in Canada, Canada. <laughs> there was, I think, I forget what, what it's called, but essentially it's by the, where the boats dock and you can go off to Victoria Island. Mm-hmm. There's a little shop there called, I think it's called the Victoria Broom Company. And I was yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. So we went into this, um, my wife and I and my daughter went into this place. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's called, it's Granville Island 
sperm company. And this, there's, I believe they were sisters, two, maybe three sisters, and they hand weave brooms. No way. Um, to okay. this, and and some of them look like Harry Potter brooms. They look they like do. Harry Potter brooms, yeah. all of them. And they have short ones. They have long ones. Um, they have Harry Potter ones, and they are all hand woven, and they're designed to be functional. Now, when we wow. went there, the expectation for me was okay. You know, it must be a couple of older people who learned the crafts, and the, and these were all young women. I feel like they were in their twenties to thirties that had learned the craft, oh, and. Wow. All they did was they created all these beautiful brooms with these wonderfully polished handles that are stained. And the, since they are used, made to be functional, when you buy one of these, you know, so I have one specifically um, to clean out a, a, um, a fireplace. So it's got a short handle. You can get into the fireplace. But when you wear them out... You bring them back to them, and they'll put all n- on all the new straws. Yeah, wow. the straws again. And the more you use them, the bristles start. So the, the bristles start to break down into the individual fibers. They become more effective as you use them more oh, and more really? as they break down. Yeah, until wow. they break completely. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it was just like, wow, it's so neat to go to a place and see some of the local crafts that are being made by the locals. And it's just like, now I want now I want to go down to um, Huntington Beach and I'm going to open up a broom <laughs> yeah. shop or something like that. Oh, my that. gosh. How did you find that? You know what? It was just, um, it's like a small, quaint arts shopping district. And we were just wandering around. And actually, I don't know who was running it, but like a couple of doors down, they were there's an outdoor, what would you call it? an outdoor workshop hmm. and they were yeah. actually making new totem poles on the street. There was, wow. there's craftsmen um, on native American, well, native Canadian, whatever you would call them. And they were handcrafting new totem poles. Um, of course, I think they were using some newer tools along with traditional tools, but it's just like, I love seeing the craftsmen. And then also when you're in Vancouver, there's a lot of Indian art um, done by um, young, aspiring Native American artists, and they're just fantastic. And you know, they're like, I have a couple hand carvings that are, you know, roughly about the size of a dinner plate, and they all represent something. And it was mine was a combination of the moon and like a like an orca whale. I don't remember the full story, but it's and they're all beautiful and they're they're affordable, and you can take them home. Wow! So, nice. have you encountered any? Stars. Other than um, pooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think that's a good 45 minutes of stories. We'll, we'll have to write some more down and, and come back and do stuff. this. Yeah. Again. I know. So. I need to keep better track of this. I need to, like, journal it or something. So. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Well. Awesome. If you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you'd give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play. Also, if you'd let your friends know, we'd appreciate it. We'd love to have them be part of our listener family. If you want more travel stuff, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, where you can find photos of our adventures around the world, interesting articles, and more. Last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or are looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.